All righty, this is going to be weird, but uh, here we go. <laughs> Somebody give me a three, two, one. I'm not used to. to right. Pete. All right. Three, two. Good news, everyone. You're obviously confused and aroused. I've come down with a searing case of who gives a crap, but you're listening to Slurmcast, a podcast for no raisin. Today we'll be discussing Season 9, Episode 10, Near Death Wish. My name is Michelle Burlingame. Not with me are Tommy Roulette. How's it going? Pete Woodward. I think that's me. And our guest today, my best friend and lead singer of the band Lillier, Lydia Puccini. Hey, hey, hey. 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 How's it going? Yeah, we've been talking about having you on for... (laughs) I think two years. Yep. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, it's probably been about that long. <laughs> yeah, so oh. if uh, our listeners can probably tell, um, we are none of us in the same room. Uh, we are recording remotely. Took us some some fun, fun times to get oh. this all worked out. But we're yeah. up and at them and we are recording an episode. Uh, how's everybody's quarantine going? Well, uh, the fucking guy from Fountains of Wayne died today. I, I know, that. that's so sad. Like, like, seriously, one of the best pop songwriters of the last 30 years. Like, that guy was brilliant. right. That's a super bummer. Yeah, I'm... Uh, so there, there's that. I'm, I'm, I have school still, so I got that going, but I hate online classes, so it's kind of just a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's terrible. I'm still working from home, which isn't bad, but I mean, there's only so much Animal Crossing you can play until you're... (laughs) (laughs) And I couldn't even get a Switch because they were all sold out when I went to buy one. It's because everyone's like, oh. Yep, 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 yep. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty different this week for everybody. It's different for us. It's different for everybody listening. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's real strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, on a positive note, new season of Nail that came out today. Been able to revisit some nice uh, old movies with my daughter. So she she, I I showed her Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure last <laughs> night, and I, I'm like, sometimes it takes her a while. Like I I, I took her through uh, One Crazy Summer and Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore, and, oh, and it, so it, good. Nice. it took her a little bit, but like Bill and Ted like a a minute and a half, two minutes in, she was just like, oh, this is funny. I love it. And then it was just like glued to the whole thing, which is unusual as hell. So that was good. Michelle, didn't we go to the drive-in one time? We saw Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. And then we also saw Wayne's World too. It was awesome. You got tired and we had to leave like halfway through Wayne's World because it was like 2 a.m. And we were both about to pass out. (laughs) I think I actually did fall asleep. But the dope thing about that was, was if you went to the drive-in that night, you actually got a free pack of like retro Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure cards. What? And yeah, they were so cool. Um, Michelle, do you have yours? They're literally, I touched them today. They're in a box right next to my computer. Yes. Yeah, here we go. 
the the people the people who uh are listening can't tell but we are recording on video and i am showing them these amazing bill and ted playing cards those are fantastic and they're vintage too they are bill and ted's most atypical movie cards that's fantastic (laughs) yeah that's uh great movie i'm glad you're teaching your daughter about the classics well and of course like as i'm watching that with her i get a uh, unpleasant text from my ex-wife being like oh i was gonna show her that because that's one of my favorite movies so now we need to have a list of who gets to show her what movie i i was i was a little put out this is like you know i can't like show my 10 year old quentin tarantino movies yet like (laughs) You're you got Ferris Bueller. I can have Bill and Ted's. It's fine. That's a that's a good trade. That's a yeah. that's a, a trade. That's uh that's fair. It's very uh, just look. Don't don't ever get married and then don't ever get divorced twice. Just, it's a real simple. So uh, this episode, fuck. Yeah. Aren't you aren't you glad you waited for this one, Lydia? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh I did not like it. <laughs> oh. It's a really, really dumb episode. Yeah, it's really dumb. Except a lot of we'll get to it, too. but the, the whole <laughs> joke about the Matrix is actually that was my yeah, favorite part. That's of that. solid. <laughs> well, but then there's a whole bunch of retcon going on. And it's just this seems like such a throwaway from top to bottom. I don't know. The good jokes got expended in like the first five minutes with the Clippy Awards, and then that was that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did like during the Clippy Awards they had the uh, the in memoriam for delivery boys who were lost <laughs> that year, and it was Train. the exact same three that were up against Fry. Yeah, well, and it was <laughs> it's Clippy. It was incredible. Well, and then them saying what it was that killed them, which is. Yeah. I, I mean, I haven't watched an awards show in a long, long time. So they like don't do that at the Oscars or anything now where they're like, you know, Burt Lancaster, cancer. Like they're just like, I actually, I think on, oh shit, they recycled that joke on, I think you should leave during the baby beauty pageant. They showed all the babies who died and then they're like, why, why they died. Or how I they still died. haven't watched that show, but God. I know it, that you've told me to watch it like 15 times. It, it, it's, I mean, it's no Murdoch mysteries, but it's really <laughs> fucking good. I keep telling people to watch Murdoch mysteries and no one's watching it. What is it? So it's this Canadian show that I saw when I was uh, kind of drunk at three o'clock in the morning after getting home from the bar. Um, nobody else was home and I wasn't ready to go to sleep. I had to take off my makeup and whatever. And I was still like awake somehow. So I turned on the TV and this random episode came up of this goofy. It's kind of like Doctor Who, kind of like Sherlock. It's a detective show set in Toronto it starts out in the late 1890s and then it goes into the early 1900s. They do like a turn of the century thing, but there are so many like famous scientists who pop up and this Murdoch detective, he's like the super genius and he invents all these things like before the actual person who invented it 
invented the thing. Like he accidentally comes up with like, you know, the, the baby bouncer and. So is he more, um, oh shit. Well, is he more MacGyver or more Professor Farnsworth? Mm, He's definitely not a Farnsworth. He's kind of prudish, which is like, they make fun of how like Catholic and reserved he is on the show and everybody else in Toronto is a Protestant. So they even kind of like sometimes make fun of him for being like the only Catholic in, in Toronto. And it's, it's oh. also got like a little bit of an X-Files thing going on because he, he's a detective that works with a female coroner who is like super smart and he's in love with her. And it's, it's kind of got that Mulder and Scully thing going on. I don't know. I still think it'd be better if it was Murdoch from the A-Team. They could even do it as like his, <laughs> it could have been like his grandfather or something. But yeah. I, I, I mean, I guess that, that plays back into this thing. Like they're having this award show and Fry's up for an award, shockingly. Uh, what, what was the, what was the category? It was like- Miscellaneous. Yeah, yeah right. miscellaneous. <laughs> it was like delivery boy of the uh, award for best delivery boy, newspaper, phone book, or miscellaneous. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> miscellaneous, that's me. And and so he, you know, he's all excited to be in contention and then to be a shoo-in because the other three people who were in the category were the three <laughs> delivery boys who died in memoriam. Right. But, but then he gets upset because the professor isn't there um to support him but like i never felt like there was a real familial vibe between them anyway like this just feels completely fucking contrived right out of the gate i was enjoying more of the stuff with like dwight and his 10 minute under or dwight dwight was deliver a wig or dial a wig but then there was that johnny johnson who had like the 10 minute underwear delivery yeah. and i'm like <laughs> was there like a, a dial a cat or something like that uh rent a cat rent a cat yes Incredible. But, but the uh, the the ten minute underpants, like that's that's a shoe in. I'm surprised that's not like it's based like if you could take me undies and then turn it into an Amazon Prime Now delivery, like how good would that be? Yeah. Oh, his category, Dwight's category, was best newcomer on a bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but. Uh, you know, some of the, thr- like, what was going on with the, the announcer when he went to open the envelopes and was like, Aah! like, he was screaming in pain. I didn't get why. Yeah, that was a little, I did notice that too. It was like a, a really overdone grunt. Yes. And it, 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 and it was like the, the robot was trying to rip apart the, it was, it was a delivery, like a, one of those FedEx, you rip the, the little. Like the string off string it. String off of it. One of those I think it was just a lame joke. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, like, yeah I agree. The Delivery first, boy joke. <laughs> first of many. Fry wearing <laughs> shorts with a tuxedo, not a lame joke. That was fantastic. <laughs> and the fish sticks were limp. So, one of the few kinds of meats I can actually feed my daughter is chicken sticks, mm-hmm. which are, you know, fish sticks but made out of chicken but like it's had me thinking lately especially during this quarantine time when i have to go and stock up and basically take whatever is there like i don't know what your grocery shopping experience has been but 
it, it's real hit or miss. Some days it's like, okay, they're keeping the shit together. And then some other days it's just like, everything's fucking gone. And people don't understand social distancing. Right. Insane. Like stay away from the Aldi on 117th because those people have not fucking heard about it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I would no not way. even try going there. I've been to the giant Even Eagle if and that's there it. weren't a quarantine, I would not go to the Aldi <laughs> on West 117th I mean, ever look, again. The, the, the problem, I've, I've been to sundry grocery stores. Part of the issue is uh, my girlfriend has a bakery and she needs to buy supplies and she kind of has to get like weird shit sometimes. So it's like, all right, mm. we got to go to Aldi. And you go to Aldi and it's just like, okay, they have the cheese curds and the figs, but why the fuck is everybody else like on top of each other in here? Yeah. yeah you know, and it's just, it's nuts. Like the giant eagle's a little better, mm-hmm. but um, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I just don't get the, um, I, I don't even remember where I was going with this because my brain is turning to mush slowly. I'm sorry. Stay out of the grocery stores. <laughs> that's really the point, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, the, we're talking about limp fish sticks. Oh, that's okay. Eating oh, right. sticks. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Let me get back on the tangent. So what other kinds of stick-like food are acceptable besides fish and chicken? Uh, French bread. But that's, <laughs> that's bread. I mean, like, what's the thing that gets fashioned into the shape of a sticks? French fries. Mini corn dogs. Those aren't really but, sticks. Those are no. more like ovular. Yeah, those are like little pills. <laughs> They're little pills of, of goodness. And uh, and the French fries sticks, are celery yeah. sticks. Yeah. I mean, like, okay, let's limit it to protein. Steak on mm-hmm. a stick. Pro- <laughs> Ste- s- steak on a steak stick sticks. is really just a skewer. Right. Right. It's a, a kebab. It's like it's a satay. Oh. I've been watching a lot of a lot of food travelogues and been seeing a lot of those rotisserie grills for kebabs lately, and it's really got me mm. thinking, like, <laughs> like yeah. piling up a shawarma with sausage and then flaps of meat and then sausage and then flaps of meat and then they fire it up and you're like, God damn, that looks good. Well, oh. It wouldn't be an episode of Slurmcast if we didn't talk about food for half an hour. Exactly. So <laughs> I know. Well, <laughs> I'm in the right place then. <laughs> <laughs> meat, meat on a stick. Oh um, my God, I love the episode. <laughs> um, so Fry gets really mad because Professor doesn't show up when he wins his clippy. So they all leave. He he storms out angrily from the the Clippy Awards show and goes Those... home to Planet Express. Were those named after the Microsoft clip? Their clipboards, like the oh, delivery thing. Okay. Oh, that was the other thing is that when when Fry got his Clippy award, the the presenter bot made him sign <laughs> sign the... a waiver. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Fry goes back to Planet Express and starts yelling at Professor about uh, not showing up to the. Uh, clippies and professor says he came down with a searing case of who gives a crap there was there was a great line right before that um when he's showing the the trophy off and uh is it is it bender and scruffy or hermes and scruffy that are talking and they're like you could really bash the hell out of a skull with this and scruffy's just like yeah i i know right like like it's like he's got it all figured out and that's his only line in the whole show but that was like just a nice little drop in from Scruffy. It was good to see that. He's still thinking of murder and just. <laughs> there. 
Um, Michelle, remember at your Halloween party when that person dressed up as Scruffy? That was the best costume what? there. Yeah, that was um, yeah. one of my old roommate's friends came dressed as Scruffy. Incredible costume. Was that was that just Scruffy Scruffy or was it Sexy Scruffy? Because I, I no, there's something Sexy ringing a bell. Scruffy, Sexy Scruffy was this past Halloween. She, <laughs> I saw her at um, a bar Halloween party that I went to. And man, I never thought I'd be in the gender swap scruffy as much as I was <laughs> when I saw that chick. I went up to her. I, I mean, uh, she looked really good. <laughs> I won't go into it. <laughs> she had like one of those lycra, like skin tight bodysuits on. And she was, she was the scruffy from the episode where they're gender swapped. Okay. And it, she pulled it off. <laughs> she, she had like the mustache, and she had a plunger over her shoulder at the bar, and I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> Tell me more. I actually asked her if she wanted to come on, so maybe, maybe someday she will. She seemed into it. Maybe she's listening now. And maybe I scared her off. Reveal yourself, sexy female scruffy. <laughs> um. But this is this is really where this whole giant retcon comes. And this is the thing that bothered me about the whole episode is when Fry pops up in the year 3000. They're like, they, they stick him with the chip and they're like, you have only one relative who's still alive. Right. And it's the professor. Well, then they're like, oh yeah, the professor's parents are still alive. And then, spoiler alert, as we'll get to briefly, there was another brother who's apparently still alive too. Or no, he's not because Bender killed him, but it makes it sound like Bender killed him after Fry had already come back to life. Did Bender kill him? I thought Ben, well, we'll get to it. Yeah. I don't think yeah, Bender well, killed him. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure he did, but we'll we'll discuss <laughs> later. So like why didn't why didn't Ned and Velma show up as DNA matches to Fry prior to this? Cause they're they're in near death, or was it the near death star, but they're alive they're just sort of in like battery retirement yeah that's weird how long do you think they can be kept alive while also serving as batteries somehow the whole schmagoigle um, i mean how long do you think they can forever because they seemed what? like not even older than than professor no, I imagine they're in some sort of state of suspended animation where everything slows down. I don't know how the Matrix works, you know. But yeah. but Was Gam Gam and Shabadoo. They were yeah. Were they? They were in room one 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 nine. Is that a reference to something that I'm not getting? I didn't pay attention to that. I didn't. I mean, I didn't like go deep into it, but I just I don't know. I didn't see anything. Hmm. it wouldn't i mean it's not like it's a binary number or something it, it might whatever yeah. it's just is it like i don't know they go to the near death star where they've been before this which i thought wasn't it more like a retirement home before or was everybody in comas or is this like a separate section of the near death star let's boldly go where we've gone before, gone before. <laughs> <laughs> But that, uh, you know, good to know that having a clippy will get you in anywhere. Yeah, well, I mean, right. <laughs> it was, we saw it before when the professor, um, 
he was trying not to go there because he had been lying about his age and he wasn't actually 150 years old. He was 160. That's right. So they didn't, I don't think they really showed all that much. And it, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it quite looked as matrixy as it did in this episode, but yeah. They were Which, like, no one's going to look into this, even that yeah. we're definitely looking yeah. into it. <laughs> what, uh, what episode was, did they go to it before? Uh, it was season two, I believe. Let me see. Because I, like, I forgot that they had gone back. Yeah, it was quickly. A Clone of My Own was the name oh, of the episode. Was that yeah. where Hubert was brought in? Yes. Yeah, because he because he was the professor was older than he said he was, mm-hmm. and that's and why so we blocked it out because it was fucking Cubert. Yep, and everybody hates Cubert. <laughs> Worst. Yeah, and actually, why didn't Cubert show up in any of this stuff either? Yeah, really. You'd think Cubert uh, would want to meet Graham Graham and Shabadoo. I love. I now that that I love. <laughs> that was a good joke. The oh other, yeah. The other line in that in this whole episode that I really like is, uh, "I know Shabba don't." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Graham Graham likes it in there, and I know Shabba don't. Shabba don't. <laughs> um. So, I, I, what was with all of the like? They really doubled down on shitting on the Matrix. Yeah. They did. <laughs> like, uh, and because I, the Matrix is a bad, overhyped movie. I mean, it is that is that in light of the two diminishing return sequels and I, 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 you know, likely the fourth diminish or third diminishing return sequel, like by itself in and of itself. And in the context of when it came out, mm-hmm. was it, I, I mean, I think I it was the fine. Matrix. I loved it. Uh, so, I mean, the other two, I never saw the third one, so I don't know, but I know the second yeah, one wasn't either. very good, but I think mm-hmm. just, broken down certain elements of the matrix as a story overall are just kind of laughable uh but i think for the time the the main thing i think it was the like the visual effects that they used yeah the the bullet time yeah yeah. it was just kind of cool that like the concept the idea of that but then i don't know like i wonder i wonder if i heard that i wonder if the whole now I'm wondering if the Matrix thing was a um, a reference. Like, did one of the writers on Futurama write on the Matrix too? Is that like maybe they were like making fun hate. of him, or maybe they were just shitting on the Matrix? I don't know. Um, but the my whole... brother, my brother absolutely wore a trench coat for like a year after the Matrix came out. Like, did, 100%. He, did he have the the <laughs> yeah, those terrible too. glasses? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Michelle knows have- my brother and knows that he would look like a total goon in that. Yep, I can see it. I can see it already. <laughs> I mean, I think most people look like goons in those. That's it's except for Keanu Reeves. Well, it's hard to make him look like a goon. <laughs> I mean, it's how it's funny is apparently with uh with fifth grade girls, Alex Winter, aka Bill S. Preston Esquire. <laughs> trends a lot higher than a 1988 Keanu. Like really? Two, yeah. Do the girls like those curly, curly locks? What? Maybe in the Lost Boys. Maybe, I don't know. Oh, with the, <laughs> with, with the mullet, the Marco yeah, mullet? Yeah, with that big, long mullet. Yeah. 
and and no dialogue yes <laughs> i don't know i liked his mullet i think it looked a little bit better than in bill and ted's yeah <laughs> no i mean i just want to be the saxophone guy if i'm oh, being God. Oh, one of the believe. reasons why i hate saxophone in music because i just think of that guy. <laughs> oiled up mullet slicked back big uh. saxophone you just like you know, toss up in the air. It, it's a whole, really. <laughs> that guy was committed. And it was just like, hey, here's our nightly county fair. Here's the sax guy. And everybody's just loving it, eating it up. Um, I, I guess the whole thing where they just easily zapped into the VR world where Graham Graham and Shabadoo was, it's another one of those things where it's just like, all right, like make this happen. <laughs> They only safe. had a forty percent chance. Forty percent safe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was also like all apparently, the apparently um, Latin script and alien script in the like when they're going through it, and they were supposed yeah. to say yeah. things. Like one. Was well, when they landed, go for it. No, uh, get off my lawn. Uh, did I already take my <laughs> pills? My grands <laughs> my grandson's a doctor and my knee hurts. <laughs> well, and the, but then they landed in in Trovu Manor, which thanks to Duolingo, I know means to old manor. Huh. So that was the name of the 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 nursing home they were in oh, in yeah. the virtual world. But um I don't know. The, the one thing I liked about it was that giant virtual puzzle. How fucking good would it yeah. be to have one of those right now where you could the just infinite puzzle. <laughs> yeah. I I have a, a a thousand piece puzzle of the cover of the last Sparks album that I got from their their merch site. And it took me three weeks to put it together because there's like the, the stuff that makes sense. And then there, there's a hippopotamus in a swimming pool. So like two thirds of this puzzle is just blue. Uh, those are the worst puzzles. <laughs> and, and like, it would be kind of perfect now. I just can't commit to having it on my dining room table for three weeks again. And like, then what do you do when it's done? Like we it, put it together a puzzle a couple of years ago and then we we're like, sweet. Do we just break it, break break it, it apart and then break it keep apart. it and then I'm no, supposed you... to find motivation to put it back together at some point in my life. Like, like when you're so. in quarantine, you <laughs> aren't motivated now? I don't or... even know where that puzzle is. <laughs> it's gone. What you do is you 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 put take it all apart, keep one piece out, and then you give the puzzle to someone else so they have to put it together. And yeah. There's that one piece. There you go. And then you can be the hero and show up <laughs> with that one piece. <laughs> we got a puzzle um, for uh, Christmas and like almost a quarter of it is missing the pieces and they were replaced with the, like a double of a section. So we were like putting together and we had this whole section that was exactly the same two sec like section. So we couldn't put it together. That sucks. Yeah. It's like some <laughs> off brand puzzle too. Oh, you're getting, you're getting your puzzles from wish again, aren't you? Tom? Yeah. Oh my God. I can't even imagine. <laughs> I think it would be fun to try. <laughs> um what all would go into a virtual ham casserole <laughs> i don't even know how to answer that question <laughs> i it, i mean fry seemed virtual to think it was ham? delicious yeah is it yeah i mean <laughs> what goes into a regular ham casserole well ham ham obviously 
uh, probably, probably mayonnaise, potatoes, ham and mayonnaise, <laughs> cream of That's something what ham soup. Salad is. Yeah. yeah, I, mean, I love ham maybe? and I love mayonnaise, but when it's just ham and mayonnaise together, that just sounds gross. What if you have slices of ham and mayonnaise on pieces of bread? No, I no, I would put turkey and mayonnaise together. Maybe you don't put wrong? mayonnaise on your ham sandwiches. No mustard. Just oh, mustard. I you could yellow both. mustard. Tom, <laughs> both too. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, condiments are not mutually exclusive. In fact, they often often like create a a, a benefit of being combined. Oh, I know that. But it's just all about. I just get creeped out by when there's too many condiments. Well, you, you can mix them. You can mix them so that it only seems like there's one. Like the other day, we made these bami sandwiches that were unfucking believably good. But the sauce was mayonnaise with some chili paste in it and some sesame oil and a little bit of sugar. We just got it. It was just right, and it just it it was perfect. And it just went on. You just one spread. You know, one slather, but all those different flavors together was amazing. This is a difficult pod podcast to be on when you're hungry and you have to eat dinner. <laughs> it's accurate. You, I'm like, fuck, I should have eaten because now I really want all this food. That's why Tom will make us Six sit for half an hour. <laughs> it's like, I'll, I'll be right on after I finish my dinner. I'm like, damn you. I ate tacos. I'm yeah, I'll go over to Pete's house and he'll have just made something real good in his instant pot. And I walk in and I immediately just get so hungry. <laughs> like you're, you're welcome to have some. Oh, hey, uh, good news. Zoom just removed the 40 minute time limit on my group meeting. I don't understand oh, how that what? works. So here we are. Yep, Why did they here. do that? But that's cool. I don't know. A little I think pop it's up. 45. Honestly. Yeah, pop, I think it's 45 minutes. Yeah, it just popped up and said we've extended or removed the the time limit or whatever oh shit all right well that's nice yeah i had a fork inside my lung once did you guys ever have that happen <laughs> that's how i feel having asthma sometimes yep but... yeah. oh my god so you're you're like in quarantine and you're you're a highly susceptible i apparently i am yeah that's... but they did refill my inhaler and i got it uh, i made my husband go get it so it's kind of like it was delivered to me i didn't have to go to the doctor or anything <laughs> I, I've been getting messages saying that my pharmacy stuff can get delivered too. Like, I just don't take it up on it, but hmm. that's, I don't I know. I made my husband I, do it, it honestly. <laughs> oh, that's how, that's how it works over there. I get it. We don't well, all have husbands. Out. He was yeah. out. He was out. <laughs> I was like, hey man, you've got to swing through and get that for me. <laughs> I mean, I do typically go pick up my prescriptions for my wife too, so. Yeah. <laughs> And Michelle, it's literally at that Walgreens that's next to my house. Like I could probably like walk there in a minute and a half. And I was I, like, eh. I walk there all the time. Yeah, me too. It's the only thing to do in quarantine is like walk to Walgreens. <laughs> it's right between us too. It is. It <laughs> it's is. Like the meeting spot. Um, so uh Professor is super crotchety and moldy, right? <laughs> yeah, and, and and has been since he was a little boy. Yeah. Like, like, does that surprise anyone? But no. like, if they thought that he was the other brother, does that mean that the brother was crotchety and moldy too? Yeah, apparently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's the big crotchety moldy family. And do, I mean, do you think there's other ailments that will transcend physical existence besides bursitis? Because that was the that was the other takeaway when they Beside left what? the V thing. Bursitis. Besides uh -oh. bursitis. Yeah. 
uh, fun story. I was diagnosed with bursitis when what I actually had was shingles. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> I had shingles as like a 29 year old. Crazy. I remember that. Like we had, that was like a mystery. Like what yeah. the hell is that? <laughs> and then uh, when I wasn't contagious anymore, we went to Cedar Point. <laughs> yes. That was how we celebrated. And I, and I still hurt. Yes. Um, but it was great. Are, wait, are shingles contagious? If you haven't had chicken pox, you can get chicken pox. Right. But if you've had chicken pox, then you can't get shingles. Okay, unless unless you, you develop it yourself, you can't catch shingles is what I should have said. So like I, I, shingles is like the reactivation of the chicken pox virus as an adult, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So what, what got you so worked up that it happened? <clears throat> I honestly don't know. Probably just work stress. Mm. But I've got permanent nerve damage from it. Thanks, oh. shingles. Goddamn <laughs> shingles. <laughs> Sometimes I, I get this... I get this weird tingle, like tingly, achy, numb pain that's like straight in my shoulder blade. And I'm like, oh, there it goes, those there shingles. It, <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't sound entirely unpleasant. It sounds about 40% unpleasant. Uh, I also can't scratch my uh, left arm without it hurting really bad. Like, well, it was, my, it was my right arm. Uh, yeah, like my skin is really sensitive because of the nerve damage in my arm from the shingles that was all over this arm. If I scratch my, like I'll get an itch and I'll absentmindedly like scratch my shoulder and it'll just, so much pain, just like stabbing pain for like 10 seconds and then it goes away. It's super weird. You, you know what though? That might actually all go away. Cause like I had nerve damage too and I had a weird tingly pain for like ever. And then after mm -hmm. a couple of years, it eventually went away. But it did take a couple years. So something it's been like two, though. It's already yeah. been two or three well, years. Well, mine was seven. So, and then oh. it eventually went away. So maybe seven maybe. years down the road or five at this point. But I would, I think I am going to say that shingles probably um, transcends physical. Yes. I mean, yes. you, you could always sue the Chinese. It's probably their fault, right? No. I mean, that's, that's the official position of our government. I'm not even going to get started on that. Um. So if I understood this correctly, Fry just kisses them goodbye in the battery box, and then they the robots that triggers the elder abuse. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Does he pop the like cords out of them? Yeah. Oh, like, okay. He bumped, he bumped like the cables or whatever and knocked them out. That was set off an alarm. Okay. So then he starts panicking, and and if I got it correctly, he just says, "Going fastly." Like, is that? <laughs> Was that what he said, or was he, or was it like, let's get going fastly? I, I don't know. I was. I thought he said go fastly. Okay, so they do, but the 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 little floaty thing they're on won't start. So they stuff the grandparents in as the power source, and then it then it works. I like how Bender um, is using Fry as like he's like whacking those little yeah. ships away with his body. <laughs> Yeah, That's he's pretty a incredible. I mean, <laughs> just boom, boom, boom. Um, I, I mean, I wonder if that's, you know, you're, you're, you're dealing with these things that are basically floating in zero gravity. So if, if you, you know, it's like pushing away a balloon, even though it's got more mass, you know that's what true. I mean? Mm -hmm. I, I, just, I don't, I don't know. Um, but man, just, just the, uh, 
the rest of this god there's we're only like halfway through it's still yeah. just so boring this episode <laughs> <laughs> i mean in the scheme the, of the, everything going on uh, i mean most of this is just boring yeah, yeah. <laughs> life's boring um, nowadays like there was it's either boring or terrifying like like with Zoidberg when he got introduced to the parents and he's like, oh, yes, I'm very important around here. And then they're like, hey, you forgot to empty this trash can. Don't hit me. <laughs> and, he's, and he scuttles off with it. But uh, but the professor's real like he's automatically just pissed off because of some ugly history. Um, I, it, Which they explain, I guess. But we're in it. Why, why did they why did he? Explain it to them when he was in the bath. He was crying in the bathtub and Amy and Leela walked in oh, to okay. talk to him about why he was so upset with his parents. And uh, they they added a layer of... Um, <laughs> opaque bubbles. bubbles. Opaque yeah, bubbles, so but the, bubbles. The, bottle, the bottle of bubbles said something funny on it. It was like... I don't know. It, it, but they, they poured one drop into the bubble bath and it like... <laughs> Like exploded with bubbles, and oh, then it, it the was professor like, stood up. Set up. <laughs> it was like nitro bubbles or something. That's it was, what, like, it was nitro yeah. bubbling. I think. Yeah. yeah. Um. Did Did any of you find the Hermes like never ending supply <clears throat> of old people jokes just weirdly distracting? <laughs> I didn't notice it. Yeah, I didn't like, notice it, it was, either. It was when when they they surprised the professor with his parents. And then, then Hermes was just like, he just kept going. It was just like real hacky, like old people jokes. So it didn't make a lot of sense. Um, but I, I don't know. It was just weird. And then that's when Fry came back in with the grandparents and they're all eating ice cream. He's like, how was, how was your, your trip to the mall or whatever? He's like, it was great. Grandgram fell down at the ice cream store. We all got free ice cream. Like, and then they all took a nap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I I wish I had more time to nap. I if, if I didn't have to work, I'd be napping a lot more. I napped today. I don't ever nap. I just can't. It just doesn't happen what? for me. No, I just sleep at night. I or can't even I... nap like on a plane. It just doesn't work for me. Well, I can't do that because I don't fit on planes. <laughs> but like, how how many hours do you sleep at night? Um, I mean, it depends. During coronavirus, I get like way more sleep because I'm not like waking up, getting ready, and driving to work. Right. But normally, like six, maybe. Mm. Yeah, it's probably about what I get. I've yeah. been staying up way too late though. Me too. Lately. Like I haven't, <laughs> I haven't been doing stuff, so I feel like I don't get tired at the end of the day anymore. Right. Right. Because so, you're not moving around. Yeah. So it's like 1 o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, well, I guess I better make myself go to sleep. And then yeah, I, I sleep until last, like right. six. Yeah. That, that. And then being an adult, your body is like, oh, you can't sleep in anymore. You've got to wake up, you know, at seven o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it comes back around. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> God, I've got some experience with this. Um, I guess, so how did you feel about the professor's, um, you know, explanation of their history and why it was so problematic and stuff? Uh, well, I did like, so we'll just give a little breakdown in case anybody listening hasn't seen the episode, which they should. 
or not, I guess it's not a great episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Farnsworth says he had a perfectly normal adolescence in New New York. Uh, his parents were simple hedge fund managers who couldn't appreciate his interest in science. So there, it, it shows them exhausted in an apartment and he's trying to show his parents what he made, which is, um, it was a frog with <laughs> a rat's head sewn on it. Yeah. <laughs> Named Squeakers. <laughs> Did you see that it still had the frog's tongue too? Yeah. Ah, it was beautiful. <laughs> he yeah. said, uh, my parents crushed my dreams like a discarded frog head. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of good jokes in this episode for being an episode that isn't very good. There are a lot of little, like, one-off, very funny jokes. Yeah, there's there's one coming up that was really good. Yeah, so he gets into MIT and he's 14 years old, but his parents say that he can't go because he's not emotionally mature enough for college. And then he freaks out, cries, and curls into a ball in his bed, <laughs> sobbing, because <laughs> obviously they're right. Uh they move him out to a farm. He still hates his life and he runs away. Um, and he vowed never to speak to them again. This is what he says. Right. And then he gets so, overcome with emotion and right. just storms out and starts running around New New York naked. Um, <laughs> leading to the comment, that is one crazy uncircumcised old man, which yep. <laughs> I, that, I like that line. That was good. <laughs> um, and when they when they were like, "Well, where's he gonna go? He's gonna go to Queens to defile the family farm with his nudity." Yeah. I think. What about it? like the wind picked up his flaps and flew him over the Queens? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why would he go to Queens? He doesn't need tires. <laughs> <laughs> That's also, beautiful. it's just weird to think like that. Queens would have a farm, like a farm would be in Queens, They're right? Like just all city. Well, I mean, that was in New New York. That's true. So it could have been leveled. Um, but it was then, hundred miles from the nearest microscope, <laughs> <laughs> they they find him at the at the farm. He's in his old bed crying, and then there's this big reveal that he had an older brother who had this terminal condition of being a crazy ass nut job, but mm -hmm. uh. They said that he, he ran away and then they found him and he was put into a men's, mental institution, but he got a full academic scholarship. I <laughs> love that line. That's, that's, that's fantastic. Like, I want to use that in my daily life. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's, it's really, you could, I mean, you could just drop it out. Oh, yeah, you got a full academic scholarship and just go over their heads. Yeah, so they say they, they never saw him again, and they say, we couldn't let you end up like your older brother. That's why we kept you on the farm and helped you get your online doctorate in rodeo <laughs> studies. <laughs> and that's where things start to fall apart, because professors kind of like rodeo studies. And then uh, Shabadoo says, uh, we did it out <laughs> of love for you, Floyd. And that's oh. when we realize that Floyd... He, Professor Fardsworth is Hubert, Hubert, the older <laughs> nut job. He's not Floyd, the younger rodeo studies guy. And it was, it was rodeo clown school. <laughs> it was a, <laughs> yeah. it was a correspondence rodeo clown school, which is wonderful. Online but, doctorate in rodeo studies. Oh. <laughs> Bender's joke right there was probably my favorite joke of that whole show, though. That whole yeah. episode. A couple of years ago, a homeless rodeo clown named Floyd came to the door. <laughs> 
<laughs> claiming he was, and then they cut him off. I don't think Bender killed him. <laughs> I think he just turned him away at the door because he was like, eh, professor doesn't have a brother. I don't know. I think I think Bender killed him. I think I think that's where they were going with that. Uh, I mean, it's it's neither here nor there. Like it was pretty funny, regardless. Exactly. Yeah. But but again, Floyd should have popped up on Fry's DNA results when they scanned him from the olden times. That's true. I didn't even write that. So here now, I mean, at this point in the game, and I get it because I feel the same way. We're like 15 episodes from the end, and nobody gives a fuck anymore. <laughs> so, like, we're almost I guess done that. with season nine. We're almost done. We have three episodes left in season nine, and then we have all of season ten. And then, then we can we can take this one out to the barn and shoot it. <laughs> What's funny? Like when I went on to my Hulu today to pull up this episode, the last episode I watched was the episode before this episode. Like this what? was the one coming up next. <laughs> I was like, I was like, really? Because. I hit start and I was like, oh, this is totally the wrong episode. Like, it's just starting it where I paused it last. And then sure as shit, it was that <laughs> actual episode. I was like, oh, like, that's convenient. All right. <laughs> like, I just know right. that no one, no one is watching Futurama in this house unless they have to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, that's where we are now. <laughs> Um, I can't wait to remove it from my stuff on Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I've spent so much more time with 30 Rock lately, and it's so much more nourishing. <laughs> That'll be your next I podcast, get, the 30 uh, Rock podcast. <laughs> I mean, maybe we could, we could go back to the Brooklyn Nine-Nine stuff, too, because that's always wonderful. I'm re-watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine right Brooklyn now. <laughs> I can tell about your memes. <laughs> I, I kind of just want to do a podcast about Terry Crews and just spend an hour every week talking about how great Terry Crews is. Crews. <laughs> he is. Did, uh, so, so they, they, okay, this resolves. They take Ned and Velma back to the near Death Star. Um, the professor has made peace with them. And then he's updated their retirement simulation. He reprogrammed it so that it looks like the farm. And they all go in and spend time together in this new, you know, pleasant thing. Because their old retirement home was just kind of like a shitty, shitty VR of their existence. So whatever. I mean, it's like, okay, it's a nice happy ending. Squeakers does hop by in the end. Yeah, he but programmed the thing, that in there. Right. But the thing that occurred to me, like, is like, okay, so what he basically did is put Ned and Velma into the San Junipero episode of Black Mirror. Yeah, but this was before yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, I know, I know. But okay, so San Junipero is the closing sequence of this episode of Futurama. Yes. Same difference. Yeah. Right. Um, one thing we did skip over that's pretty important is during the the story about um, Hubert growing up, they said that he had night terrors. So the reason that they were always too tired to play with him during the day or give any attention is because they were up with him all night while he sweat his pants. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what he was. Reading the periodic table of elements to them. Yes. <laughs> to him. That's yeah. awesome. so they, couldn't, they, couldn't, they couldn't let him go to MIT because there wouldn't have been anybody there to take care of him when he uh, sweat his pants. Because he wasn't emotionally <laughs> mature. I get yeah. it, but still, yes. I don't know. It, it just, uh, 
God, there was some dissonance between Ned and Velma when they're like, he would, he would just sweat through his clothes. And he's like, oh yeah, they'd be soaking with sweat, you know? Yeah, um, yeah sweat. That's what which, <laughs> which I read a completely different way, which is grosser than just saying they were covered in urine, but same difference. <laughs> like it, it was just, it was just a lot. It was a lot to, to take in. And, yeah. and honestly, I, I just want to go watch Sancho Napero again because that's really just such a wonderful, <laughs> sweet love story. It is. It's really kind of the best. I've been watching <laughs> Unexpected. <laughs> it's on Hulu. It was a, it's a TLC show that... Oh, uh, boy. It's, uh, like, it's like uh, Teen Mom or whatever from... I was going to uh, ask if it was about MTV unexpected pregnancies. Yeah, and it is... All these people, their kids that are having these babies at 15, they had their kid at 15, and it's just weird. So there's, like, a great-grandmother who's, like, younger than, like, my mom in these things. It's crazy. I did a lot of someone was, reality show. Someone was just telling me about that, and I, they're just like, yeah, their grandmother's at 35. I'm like, Jesus, God. Which, yeah. honestly, like three generations ago probably was the fucking norm but here's right. here's okay this this dovetails really nicely into this shit that i've been noticing lately so this is my new obsession um we showed my daughter the parent trap recently like within mm -hmm. the last week the, the the 1961 Haley mills parent trap okay okay in that movie the dad Mitch is four years younger than me at that point in his life. He looks years older than me. He's in great shape, but just the, the wear of time on his body, gray hair, fucking beat yeah. down face, wrinkles and shit. He looks way fucking older than me. Clothing aside, like he's dressing in suits and shit, but still, he just looks old. The mom was like the same age as him, Maggie. She's 40, 41 years old. But the way they have her done up, she looks to be like 50. Then the, the crux of this whole thing is that he's got this gold digger girlfriend, Vicky, mm -hmm. who's real young. So she's 26 when he's 40, which means that she's only, she's almost like halfway between Haley Mills, who was 13, and him who was 40. She's yeah. in the middle of it. But they have her done up and she looks like she's 35. Yes. <laughs> and then her mother, the crone, is only 50. And they, she looks like she's fucking 70. So now when I watch a movie, like, I'm obsessed about looking at people's ages and figuring out, like, how do they? And I think the thing that started this was a couple months ago, we were watching The Manchurian Candidate, like the old original one. And Angela Lansbury is playing the main character's mother. <laughs> she's three years older than him. Three. <laughs> she's like 40. Oh, she's no. like 42. And he's like 39. But she's playing his mom. And you're like, just because the girl's got jowls doesn't mean she's got to be played up. Like, because Angela Lansbury was hot. Like, if you go back and look at her younger. Oh, days, yeah, she was. Yeah. She was gorgeous. And like, she just had one of those faces where it made her look like distinguished as an older, like, we'll say, handsome woman. But, like, I think if you apply that even to the Golden Girls, it's like, 
all of them were supposed to be like, here's these old retiree ladies. And they were like in their fifties. Like it's, it's fucked up the way this shit gets played out. Uh, uh, it's just, it's just become an obsession with these things. That's like watching a television show that has a whole bunch of like kids who are in school and they're in high school and then you look it up and you're like that person's 28 and they're playing 11th grader (laughs) right like i think i think just having watched bill and ted yesterday i was just gonna say they were like 27 when they played those characters or something i think they were younger but they were still early 20s like they're playing like 17 year olds but they were probably like 25 yeah right um also their mom and that had the same the same thing where like their bill's stepmom missy mm-hmm. was like remember that was time only, you like, asked your mom to prom <laughs> shut up shut up ted <laughs> she was only like six years older than them but also she's from cleveland ohio so yeah, yeah. represent exactly. brought it back around uh, all, uh, is, I always try to. I'm rarely successful. <laughs> uh, all right. So re- remote episode number one. I think we can put this in the can, right? Yeah, I think it's good. Yeah. So um, uh, where can we find Lydia and Lilia? Uh Oh, are you? I, thought, I, yes. thought, I didn't even know you were asking me a question. Yeah. Uh, on stuff. the interwebs. She's, Mich- yeah, Michelle, I mean, she's right there. She's yes. the third one from the left. <laughs> Well, you guys are all different on me. my screen. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess we're everywhere. I mean, social media, we're streaming on all platforms. So you can find us everywhere. Everywhere you look, we'll be. You know what? I'm just, I'm going to help you out a little bit. Spell that shit because it yeah, is not Yeah, I was not just going to say that. Dude, it is like the most difficult thing to spell. So it's L-I-L-I-E-A-E. And it's super difficult to say and spell, but it looks cool and it sounds cool. So we're, we'll stick with it. That's, <laughs> that's it a is, lot it of is vowels. Tough. It is yeah. a lot of vowels. <laughs> Check it's them out like, on Spotify. New yeah. albums on there. It's really good. It's like Thank Bizarro you. Welsh. <laughs> it's like the scientific name for like a group of lilies or something, but it looks cool. So it's difficult <laughs> to spell, but we make it work. I, I've been in, in bands where the, the name was a global term for no results in a search. It's, I get it. it you just, yeah. you gotta, you gotta <laughs> lean into it. You just go like, okay, this thing. Um, you want to know what though? It's the only one. So that's good. So that's, there's no other that's the important part. So if you Google if it. Yeah. <laughs> Like it just, it never ceases to amaze me when someone goes to name like a new band and you're like, you didn't spend five fucking minutes on Google. Like yeah. just. You're like, you there know. is seven MySpace accounts dedicated to that name. Come on. Right, which, which doesn't mean that it isn't available. It just means try a little harder. Right. And, and I right. mean, by that, I mean, don't change like, you know, the U's into V's and add an S on the end. Like just <laughs> yeah. Yeah. get a, if, if you're a creative artist, get a little more creative. <laughs> Speaking um, of, of usernames uh, or names, I'll have to tell you something uh, when we're done recording. But <laughs> And I actually have something to plug. Uh, Public yeah. Access 3000 is being released on YouTube. Uh, the first episode of three was actually uh, premiering as we we're recording right now. 
Um, so that is up on YouTube. Just go to the Aldous Mustache YouTube channel, A-L-D-O-U-S, and then mustache, the way you spell mustache. And it'll be up there for an unknown length of time. But episode two and three will premiere soon. Probably by the time you hear this, they'll all be up. Please go watch them before they go away forever. Do you smell mustache with an O or without an O? No O. I always use an O. A mustache. mustache. Yeah, that yeah. makes you want to say it like moo. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the... It's the classy way. Yeah, it's, it's I like, agree. The fancy. It's mustache. like spelling color with a U or favor with a U. It's yeah. very, uh, it's very, very fabuleux. Yeah. Fabuleux couleur. I like. I've gotten really deep into the French Duolingo for this trip to Montreal. <laughs> I can't go on now because the fucking borders closed. So, uh, hey, you don't want to uh, go right now. I kind of do. It'll be don't empty. Leave. It'll be fucking fantastic. But now that we open, it doesn't matter. Don't leave. <laughs> the important stuff will be open. Uh, on that note, uh, thanks for listening. We can be found at slurmcast.com. There's a link to all the episodes we've done of this show. Um, we can email us at slurmcastpod at gmail.com. We're on Instagram and Twitter at slurmcastpod. We're on Facebook. Uh, you can call us at 216-438-1077. And please, yeah, look, here's the thing. You literally have nothing else to do right now. We know that. That's the state of the union right now. So mm -hmm. go on to iTunes. Write a nice review. Write a shitty review. Just be <laughs> like, there. These these podcasters are thirsty. I don't want to validate that kind of behavior. Or you can be like, no, they're good. They they finally got their shit together after talking about doing remote episodes for three years. Uh, you know, just <laughs> and just no it. matter what kind of review you write, I'll read it. She will I'll read it out loud in an episode, and I might make fun of you, or I might really like you and say some yeah, really nice things. If it's if it's mean, <laughs> she'll read it in a funny voice. And yeah. Now is the time. If you want to come on the show, I mean, anywhere Absolutely. in the world, you, we can put you on. If as long as you have a phone that you can download Zoom onto. Yep. Yeah. Gotcha. I, I think we probably. I mean, we need to make good on the promise with uh, um, with Jenny Cruz from um the uh the nerd moms podcast which I'm, I'm blanking on the name but she knows it'll all work out uh okay okay yeah. Yeah. so all right thanks lydia for coming on being our guinea pig yeah thank you thank guys you. for having me <laughs> uh, stay well yeah bye bye bye, bye. bye.